mine has been stressful. Um, it's just been some, it has been the epitome of an up and down week. And so some just really, really awesome things. And then we've had some challenges as a family that we've had to walk through and stuff. And it's just been one of those weeks. And you've had those weeks before, right? Um, you might have had that week this week. Um, and so even feeling like coming into service today, just like, like need to catch my breath. Have you ever had that kind of idea? And so just needing to, and really that's the theme for today, uh, is to, we're gonna, it's going to be a little different. Uh, if you're new with us today, this is your first Sunday here, today's going to be a little different than our normal template. Um, this is going to be a kind of a Sunday as we go from the summer into the fall. Um, and so we're going to kind of move and flow a little differently today. Uh, but before we do that, I want to just pray and ask that God would move in this place and in what we're going to be uh, just seeking his face for this morning. So let's pray together. God, we thank you so much just for the fact that um, you are present. God, I, I, that, that never gets old to thank you for, and I pray it never does. I pray that you would give us a constant, deep awareness of your presence. That we would know the truth of it, God, when we don't feel it. That, God, we would know the truth of who you are and your heart toward us. God, I pray that your presence would encourage us. God, I pray it would challenge us. I pray it would cause us to seek you and to be grateful. And so this morning, I pray you be with us as we seek your face. As we enjoy your presence. As we are in community with you and one, one another. I thank you, Spirit, for you being in this place and working in our lives and speaking to our hearts. And so I, I pray you would do that right now. As you, you know the weeks that we've had better than we do. You know the week ahead before we experience it. And so, God, I pray that you would speak to us right now in this moment. We praise you for it in your name. Amen. One thing that um, Pastor Mark mentioned, I, I realized I didn't, I didn't follow up on is um, the plan, we are planning on doing a baptism service. Uh, we haven't had, don't have the date finalized, but it'll probably be end of September, beginning of October. And so if that's something that you know that that's a step of obedience, of worship that you need to take, uh, just know that we are planning on that and um, it's coming. So just to throw that out there. So we gather every Sunday for worship for a worship service. Maybe we gather here in the sanctuary. Maybe we gather online around a, whole, a screen at home. And for a good portion of the time that we're together, we worship. And we should be doing that. We need to do that. But at the same time, what does that mean? That we worship together. What does that mean? Why do we do that? And is this time together, is that the only time we should be worshiping? Is it the only time that we can worship? And so these questions are what we want to process this morning. Our focus this morning is going to be on worship. Now, to begin, again, rather than you just hearing from me this whole time this morning, I, well, we found this, we're going to call it retro video, um, 
that really challenges us regarding the idea of how we worship. And so we want to start off with this. gather to worship to be entertained or for a personally rewarding experience an emotional experience we gather to be in the presence of God together to be with him to be with one another with him to remind ourselves of his goodness and the implications of his goodness and so ask yourself today why did you come 
Why did you come? Did you come to receive an experience or to give worship to the Lord? But worship is not the only thing that ha- worshiping here is not the only time worship should happen. Worship should also happen outside of this place. Worship is not just part of one hour on Sundays. Worship happens, should be happening every hour of our lives. Romans 12.1 says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Now, in this verse, this isn't God asking us to end our lives. This is God giving us a directive for our lives. Sacrifices were offered in the ancient world, ancient cultures, as gifts, an offering to the deity. God says, offer every minute of your lives to me as a gift. Let every minute of your life, regardless of what's going on, be a moment of worship to me. Every minute of our lives. In fact, to not do that, to compartmentalize, to have worship here and then think about life in other ways, in, different, in a non-worshipful manner. Listen to what God says in the Old Testament to Israel who were doing that, compartmentalizing things. I hate, I despise your religious festivals. Your assemblies are a stench to me. Even though you bring me burnt offerings and grain offerings, I will not accept them. Though you bring choice fellowship offerings, I will have no regard for them. Away with the noise of your songs. I will not listen to the music of your harps, but let justice roll on like a river. Righteousness like a never-failing stream. God was saying is that you want to, you bring me these offerings in a moment, not living out a life of reflecting my heart, righteousness, justice, who I am in all the other times of your life. And if you're not going to worship me through the other moments, it makes these worshipful moments stink. It makes me gag that you would present yourself one way here and the opposite the rest of your time. When your other moments don't match your worshipful moments, your worshipful moments make me gag. All of the moments of your life should reflect me, God says. All of your life should worship me. I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. And so this verse is going to be the focal point of what we're going to do in the rest of the time that we have together. I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. In the, f- in the f- second line there, we see it says, in view of God's mercies. In light of God giving us what we don't deserve. In view, not blinded to, I can see this clearly. Seeing all that God has done for me. We need to focus on that. What has God done? 
And so I want, what I want you to do is this. If you have a phone with you, I want you to take that out. If you're at home, get, grab your phone out. I want you to scan this QR code here. And this is going to take you to a site where you can enter in a word. What comes to mind about God's mercies? What comes to mind about all that he has done? And whatever that is, I'm going to play along with all of you. You can put in one, you can put in two if you'd like. But when you think about God's mercies, what word comes to mind? How has, in what ways has he been merciful? In light of all he's done, what word comes to mind about God? And just put that in the blank. So I'm putting he's forgiving and patient. And then Ed's going to put that in a moment where we can see what different people have shared. I think you can slide the word cloud over if you want. Not, I don't see any cameras being held up anymore unless people are at home. Oh, I was looking at that screen, sorry. Like, why, why, why am I not seeing it? Patience, patient, forgiving, provider, gracious, peace, perfect provider, powerful, faithfulness, good, surprising, a friend, freedom, endlessly pursues me. And obviously we're just barely not even scratching the surface of the reality of who God is. It's one thing to share a word. We want to make space this morning for people to share more than just one word. Witnesses give their testimonies of what they've seen, of what they've experienced about someone. And so in that, we want to give space so people can give testimony to how they've seen God work. And so Beyond a word, again, we, it does have to be a little short, like a minute. But when you think about, in view of God's mercies, in light of all he's done, how have you seen God working in your life? Or what would you just want to, I'm just grateful for God for this reason. Would anybody like to share a little bit? And we're going to keep our masks on, and I'm going to wipe it down between people. So would anybody like to share? I should do this too since I'm... Good morning. Um, my name's Robin, and I am um, really at a place of being humbled by God, and I'm thankful for that. Um, anybody besides me like to be in control? I want to see your hands. Raise your hands. Yeah. I love to be in control. I'm detailed. I'm organized. I mark up my planner and pen, and um, God is really taking me out of my comfort zone um, into total dependence on him. And I am humbled by that. I am so thankful for that. Um, at 53, I went back to school. I am in grad school at Moody. And God just has continued to open doors for me. Um, I'm going to be teaching my first class at Moody this fall. So far out of my comfort zone, there aren't even words 
but that's where it's the end of me and it's all about him and I am just so um, thankful for that. He's brought mentors alongside me. Um, I'm heading into a PhD program, God willing, so far out of my comfort zone. Um, and I just um, am really glad to finally give up control and let God lead me. He's finally got the wheel instead of me constantly taking it back. And I'm just um, so thankful that he's been patient with me all these years and that I've finally just surrendered in my complete life to him. It's not my life, it never was, but I sure thought so for a long time. And so I just wanna to testify to the work that he's doing in my life um, to finally just um, uh, bring me to my knees in total surrender and to just go wherever he leads me next. And I wanna encourage you, um, that's where it's at, that's what it's all about, and I just praise God today um, for working that work in my life. Yeah. You gonna go? I'm going to take the convenience of being right next to Robin. Um, I'm Sue Cordelillo. Um, and what I want to share is kind of how, in view of God's mercies in my life, my life work has become my worship. And not my only worship, but a way of worshiping. And that um, God brought me to Moody Bible Institute 20 years ago. Um, and I thought it was because I was going to go into full-time ministry. Um, and I graduated, and to get it out of debt, I took a job as a store manager. And the dean of the grad school at the time, Dr. Henriquez, said, just be open to the fact that God may not ever put you in ministry, and this may be your ministry. And 20 years later, um, I work full-time um, as an HR business partner, using my gifts and abilities every day, and getting to tell people when they compliment me, when they thank me, that I'm doing what I was created to do. Um, and that's my act of worship. Um, we are his workmanship. Ephesians 2.10 says we are his workmanship, created for good work, prepared for us in advance. And then Colossians 3.23, whatever you do, work heartily, as for the Lord and not for man. And I get to give him uh, that kind of credit every time somebody says, oh, Sue, you did a good job. Thanks, I'm doing what I'm created to do. That's um, awesome. Else? Yep. Hi, um, my name is Carly. This is my literal first time here. Um, so I just wanted to quickly share that I'm thankful for God because I feel like every time I have like strayed from the church or just tried to do things on my own, he always calls me back. He always says, you know, you can't do this by yourself. You need more. You need a better community. You need better people in your life. And I'm just really thankful for that. Um, overall, I'm new to the Chicago area, and I feel like finding new life has just been like a blessing in disguise. So, yeah. That's awesome. Thank you. Anyone else? Anyone who's been here for a long time, not going to let the first time person show them up as far as like if they want to share? <laughs> Hi, I'm Megan. Um, and that Romans 12.1 uh, verse is used in a 12-step study called Celebrate Recovery that uh, my family has been really involved in uh, back home in Florida. And um, I know for a fact that if it weren't for that ministry and the way that uh, God restored my parents' marriage. Um, 
my family from addiction, from suicidal thoughts. Um, I would not believe in God. I'd be an atheist if it weren't for that program and witnessing um, just the life change in all of my family's uh, lives. But, um, yeah, <laughs> um, I know for a fact that if it weren't for God's grace in uh, doing that for my family, I would not uh, be at Moody and be in ministry for counseling. And, yeah, I would be an atheist if it weren't for that. So it's crazy. <laughs> Hi everyone, my name is Courtenay. Um, I just want to share this summer was really confusing. Um, my husband and I had been trying to figure out uh, what God wanted for us and um, where he wants us to be serving him. And this whole summer has been about surrender and I personally have struggled with it so much. Um, he I, we thought that he was guiding us to move back to Michigan and then to stay in Chicago and back and forth, back and forth. And about three weeks ago, I just started yelling at him um, and was so upset by how he was, oh, of course. <laughs> Can you help? Um, just so upset by where he was um, not guiding us to. And I truly had a surrendering heart, I thought, and I didn't at all. He continued to change the plans. He continued to try to guide me because it's what he wanted. It's his plan. It's his journey. It's not me. It's giving up control. And um, years ago, my husband had wanted to go into ministry, had been trying to pursue it. It wasn't working out. God was guiding him in a different way, which was really confusing. For me, I know where God wants me in life, and he has not opened that door. And two weeks ago, I had a friend reach out and tell me to apply for a job, and I got it. And I'm now pursuing my, I'm so excited, <laughs> I'm pursuing my um, dream career with helping students um, living on campus and just being able to minister to them day and night and knowing that that's where God has wanted me and to actually be opening that door. And it also opens the door at the same time for my husband to do ministry on campus. So I'm so excited, and it's just been such a hard summer of reminding me about faith, reminding me to continue to give it to him. It's not our timing, it's not our control, but just knowing how blessed we are in the seen and unseen and that God's working even in those seasons that we don't understand. So just praising God for his grace when we're not, when I was not happy um, and forgiving me and just giving me all those words that are on the screen, patience and loving me and just fulfilling my heart with what he wants for me. Hey everybody, uh, my name is Ro, and I am just constantly amazed by God's grace. Um, my entire life I've just really struggled with school. I'm a, I'm a big procrastinator, and I'm just super forgetful, um, but along with a lot of other just really hard educational difficulties, and for the longest time I thought I was going to be the usual statistic of the college dropout. Um, but God has constantly put people in my life who have been patient, who have taken time to understand me, 
and to work through me on all the difficulties and through all the <laughs> class repeats and extended graduation dates, I'm finally in my graduation semester and God just carried me through all of it and I just, I know I wouldn't have been able to make it without him. Uh, just one or two more, anyone else? Hello, um, I'm Lacey Johnson. Um, something that I feel like God has been teaching me a lot recently that I feel like there's been a lot of um, theme in this room of, of different conversations or different people's stories of just it, wanting to be in control or not really trusting in God and his plan. Um, and for me, I feel like that's something that I didn't realize that I was doing. Um, I thought I was trusting him. Um, about a year ago, I guess I moved to the city to accept my first job out of college. And um, it was kind of what I thought was my dream job in the sense of like, I'm a chemical engineer. I was going to work at a plant. Um, I'd spent all four years of college studying for this job. Um, and then within five to six months, um, the company moved me out of that role into a business of theirs. It's very much not what I studied. Um, and I was trying to be open-minded, trying to trust God and you know, say obviously, you know, um, this is where he's moving me, this is where I'm supposed to be, and I had just realized over the last few months that I had become so discontent and so bitter and just so frustrated going into work every day, and just, I was realizing it was starting to reflect how I interacted with my coworkers, and they could see that I wasn't happy, and um, over the past couple weeks, I guess I've been trying to really reflect on where that was coming from or why I couldn't get rid of those feelings of discontentment and I realized it was because I wasn't trusting God that I was focusing on how I could control the situation and because I couldn't control the situation I couldn't move myself out of where I was at and I couldn't get back to where I thought I needed to go um, that's why I was feeling so stressed and angry um, and so over the past couple of weeks I've really just tried to pray to be trusting in God and you know I don't know if I'm going to end up back where I thought I was going to be or um, what the rest of my career will look like, but I think just I've seen in the past couple weeks just feeling happier going to work, feeling that joy of wanting to actually interact with the coworkers where I'm at, and um, it really is just all him. Like, I don't think I could have changed my mindset on my own, um, but I feel like every day I just kind of have to pray and be like, God, make sure I'm, like, happy today, make sure I'm excited to be here, and in those moments when I, like, feel that doubt or that frustration creeping in, um, when I'm able to kind of just take some time to talk to him, I've really, it's helped me kind of not kill those feelings, but just like redirect and focus on what's important. And if this is where I'm at, God has me here for a reason. So um, I feel like that's been something he's been working on in my life. Just um, yeah. What? When we look at the verse, I want to read the verse again, but in a different translation. This is in the New Living Translation. Um, word cloud still up. I plead with you. Uh, next slide. I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship God. I mean, to, to do this, to do these bolded statements here, giving your bodies to God, your lives to God, 
Let the way we live be uh, holy, a living and holy sacrifice. Living in the way he would find acceptable. I mean, yes, this hour, us together, is included in that, but this is the other 23 hours and the other six days. This is work. This is school. This is at home. When we're by ourselves. That we would, oh no, go back up, sorry, go back to that verse. This is all these different things. And it's, it can be difficult. Is it easy to do this? No, the correct answer there is no. <laughs> but it, that doesn't mean that it's not what we're called to do, though. This is what obedience looks like. This is what living for God looks like. This is a relationship with him. He wants us to live in a way that is a holy sacrifice, a way of worship that it would be acceptable to him. And so what we want to do is, we want to pray for one another in that. I want to make space this morning that rather than me talking about that for five minutes or so, that we would pray for one another, that pray for our church, that we would live lives acceptable to God. Pray for one another that we would be living and holy sacrifices in everything that we do. So that's all, that's all I'm going to do in this moment is just open it up. I'll start us off, and then if you want to pray, um, I'll stand in the middle and I'll pass the mic back and forth just so we can just make sure you're kind of holding it close so people can, uh, it'll pick you up. But if you'd like to pray, just short prayers, praying for our community that we would live lives of worship. All right, so let's, if you want to pray, just raise your hand and I'll bring the mic to you. God, we just thank you so much for the fact, again, that you are here that you are worthy of worship, that you are worthy of worship in every aspect of our lives. I pray that you would strengthen us as a church family, that we would be worshipers in all that we do. Would anyone else like to pray as well? Heavenly Father, I thank you so much that we have the freedom to just join together and pray openly without fear. Um, and God, just remind us as we are going into this um, uh, few minutes of just praying, Lord, just remind us who we're speaking to and that it's huge that we have direct contact and that not only that, but that you listen and you hear every single word that we say. Um, but God, I just ask that every single person in this room um, would just feel this motivation that is beyond our own strength and willingness, um, and we would just go above and beyond, whether that's um, just listening to worship music in the car instead of secular music, or just waking up a little bit earlier to read your word. Um, God, I pray that you would just give us the strength to do that. Father, I just um, pray that as we focus on this concept of worshiping you with our lives, that you would show us what our lives are made of, what resources you've given us, what responsibilities you've given us, what relationships you've given us, the work that we've put before us 
the homes that we have, the friendships that we have, um, all of the gifts and abilities that you've given us, God, that you would help us define and identify what our lives are made of so that we can intentionally offer those to you as living sacrifices. Lord, we just thank you for your word and um, just a reminder this morning from Romans 12 to keep in view your mercies, Lord. Um, it's so easy to have other things in our view, Lord. And so we pray that uh, you would redirect our attention, Lord, to what you've done for us and um, that that would be a motivator, Lord, for, um, for giving our lives every minute, Lord, uh, whatever we're doing, washing dishes, caring for someone, just reading, Lord, whatever activities that, that we're about, Lord, we pray that those would be, we would have, develop a worshipful attitude towards those things. Lord, we pray just as we move towards this uh, new emphasis of rallying together, uh, that you would bring our church back together, Lord. Um, so many of us have kind of been scattered and um, not really connected, Lord. But this morning is just a reminder of the fact that, Lord, you're, you're so intimately involved in each of our lives. And uh, we need those reminders. We need each other's testimony. We need each other's encouragement, Lord, to walk together. And, um, yeah, we just, we ask, Lord, that as we rally together and as our church goes into this new season, Lord, that um, our worship would be acceptable to you. Hey, God, um, thank you so much for today and for this new community. You know, there's no possible way that we all know what everyone here has gone through or is going through. But God, at the end of the day, you do. Um, so thank you so much for everyone here. I just pray over everybody here for healing, um, for patience, for contentedness. Um, and at the end of the day, that we can just um, serve you with a full heart. That you would, God, I pray that you would help us to see that every aspect of our lives as the opportunities for worship that they are. In your name we pray, amen. The last thing we want to do before we go back and do, do a couple more songs is we want to give you space to process this in a personal way. Uh, to not just hear oh, I need to be worshiping in my life, but what does that look like? And so, um, Gabby, and if there's a couple of maybe people that could help with that, uh, we're going to pass out um, uh, some paper. If you're at home, if you scan the QR code and you uh, scroll down on the page there, it should say something along the line of like worship sheet for September 5th. Um, if you don't have a pen from earlier, um, after we get the sheets passed out, you can uh, raise your hand and we'll bring a pen to you. Uh, but this is going to be meant to be an opportunity to just process the different things that we, uh, we've been praying about and hearing uh, even what God is doing in people's lives in a personal way. So there's two sides to this handout. One of them are the different ways, many different ways you can worship. That's not the side we're going to be looking at now. Um, that's for something just to give you suggestions for for later. 
the side that we're going to look at right now is where it just basically has five different blanks. And so we talked about this idea of giving your bodies to God. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. And so what I want you to do, and again, we're just going to take a couple minutes for this, but we want to prayerfully allow God to speak to our hearts in different areas of our life, to be honest and, and vulnerable and humble as far as how, how can I worship you better in these moments, God? What does worship look like in these spaces? And as we go through these, I'm going to put a couple different words up in a moment, up on the board. You can write those on the blank. And just, okay, God, what does worshiping you here look like? And really, I think that, you know, at least in my experiences, the way the Spirit works is the things that pop into your mind, don't push those out because that's probably the thing. And maybe it's an attitude to check, maybe it's somebody to forgive, maybe it's something to start doing, maybe it's something to stop doing. But whatever that is, don't ignore that. Sit with it for a second. And then, again, whatever you need to write down to help you within processing that and, again, leaving here into being worshipful in those moments, you can jot that down. So there's really no right or wrong within this. It's just we want you to think prayerfully, think through, what does worship look like in these areas of our lives? So the first one is work and school. You want to write that on the first blank. And just leaning into the quiet, God, show us what does it look like to worship you in work and school. And so I'm going to give you a moment. Whatever comes to mind, whatever you need to be honest about, jot that down. The second area is family or home. God, what does it worship look like to you with my family, whether they're here or other places in the country or world? What does it look like with the, the spouse I'm praying for? What does it look like with your marriage, with your kids? What, is, what do you need to worship more in, worship better, God better in, in these areas? I'll take a minute for this, to jot some ideas for this.
Third area is friendships or relationships. Friends you hang out with, dating relationships, spouse. Fourth area is our resources, the finances we have, the stuff that we own, our time, anything God has given us to steward. And the last area is service, both inside the church, but also outside the church. What does it look like to join God in what he's doing in this church family, but also the community where he has you, the, whether it's your work, your neighborhood, whatever that might be, the city at large. Now, one of these areas might stick out to you more than others. There might be something where you're like, gosh, I am so sorry, God. I, I have been, this has all been about me. It hasn't been about loving you and loving others. And so, God, forgive me. Help me to worship you in this place. But what I would just encourage you to do, I mean, we only gave you a short amount of time, but let this be something that you finish. Go this afternoon, sometime this evening. Don't wait. But just think through these areas and prayerfully allow God to speak to your heart. What does it look like to worship you more, God, in these areas of my life? To be a living and holy sacrifice. 
Am I living in a way that is acceptable to you in work and school? Am I living in a way, God, that's acceptable to you in my home, with my family, in my friendships, my relationships, in how I handle my resources, in what I'm doing with what all that you've given me? Our lives are meant to worship him. And so we're going to take these ideas and we're going to do that in the form of song again. But we want you to be mindful of that's why we gave you that list of things on the other side. Is that you don't have to wait till we get back. We do need one another. This is like part of what it means to be followers of Christ. We need the community. We need church. We're not meant to do this alone. But we also can worship in other ways than just what's happening here on Sunday. And so that sheet is meant to give you other ideas of what you could do midweek on your own with others, a smaller group, whatever that might be. But as we think about allowing our God um, into every aspect of our life, about letting every moment be a moment to worship him, let's stand and do this next song that's really about that.